What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. My name is Matt. I am the head of the cohort of chaos this week, and this is definitely the first time I've said this today. Uh, Dawson and Andrew, greet the audience. <laughs> uh, little do you guys know, behind the scenes, Matt forgot to hit the record button. No, I, not only did I forget to hit the record button, I forgot to even, even open. open I forgot to open yeah. <laughs> OBS in general. <laughs> like, I didn't even, like, have it open and ready. Like I, it, I was not prepared to do it to start the episode, and I had already gotten well into like my intro and everything and like the start of the episode. But thankfully, I noticed before we got too far in. But how are you two yeah. doing today? Uh, I was doing fine before, <laughs> but not so much now. Oh no! Yeah. Five minutes of your life wasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time is money. Money is power. Power is pizza. <laughs> Speaking and of, how many of how many of those things do you have, Andrew? Hmm. I have I had pizza. I just ate pizza, so <laughs> brilliant. Uh, one would say I'm on top. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is riding high right now. I am on top. Speaking of wasted time, we saw a movie yesterday. It's so much. It's so interesting when you go and see a movie and you walk out and you're like, wow. That was a waste of my time. And I don't think of any viewing experience of any sort of media as a waste of time. Because right. you learn something. You learn some interesting facts about, like, movie making and acting and directing. Every chance that you get to observe a piece of media, it's uh, it's a learning experience and it's interesting. Even watching Birdemic, that was an experience <laughs> mostly for me because I was watching you guys watch it for the first time. Yep. So it was it was mostly just me enjoying it, you enjoying your guys' suffering. Mm-hmm. So, but yesterday, I think it was until today, this morning, when I started like looking at memes, and I was like, "Oh, I finally understand all the memes." Yeah. I guess we should say we went we went and saw Madame Web. Madame Web. We f- yeah. Sorry, yeah, I forgot to say Madame the name Webb. of it. <laughs> And it was like only this morning when I started seeing memes on TikTok. I was like, "Okay, I don't see this movie as a as this movie experience as a waste of time." Took you a while <laughs> to get there, but you finally got there. <laughs> but that was just basically my whole some whole thing of like coming out of that movie. It was mm-hmm. just like that was a waste of time. Genuinely, even though I got to see it with my quips and make some jokes and stuff that just felt like a waste of time mm-hmm. yeah there was a big just group like, of us that went after church we, it was like seven of us i think we ended up with going like it was a decent yeah. group that we went with and it was it was fun for that reason because you know doing stuff together is always a good time but uh this movie was the furthest thing the furthest thing from a from a good time <laughs> I mean, it almost killed Claire. She was just ready to get out of there. Yeah, Claire. We were like, you know, when you see a movie, you stand outside of the movie and you kind of like just, you know, you're not even talk about the movie, especially if it's a movie like the like Madame Web. But we watch, but we're like standing around just talking, chit chatting, and Claire just starts walking away. Claire is dumb. And then walk, not only walked away from the group, walk out the door to the outside of the movie theater and stood out there waiting because she wanted to go so badly. And Noah apparently slept through like most of it. Yeah. As well. Noah slept through most of the second and third act. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, it's just I can't I mean, I guess we could I guess we could just <laughs> kind of treat it like a review episode in a way, but like and start with the lead. I thought Dakota Johnson was extremely awkward and unbearable to watch. 
I think that's well, also. That, I think that's the writing, though, because probably. Yeah, I, mean, I think that has a lot you, to do with her characterization. Her delivery of the lines. Yeah. I think her delivery of the lines was the best you could do with those lines. I guess, but I I thought her delivery was very lackluster. Lauren, oh, Lauren yeah, I was, was sitting not... next. I was sitting next to Lauren, and she kept making comments about it too. She kept mocking everything she was <clears> saying, which may have been more so the lines themselves. Yeah. Maybe I think I prefer yeah, that she was. I prefer that she was just like, eh, I don't care, because I think that's how Dakota Johnson actually felt about the movie. Yeah, um, given the press tour. <laughs> yeah, like given I think I prefer. Tour. I'd prefer that to her being overly eccentric and really just leaning into like the lines as like them being goofy. I th- well, you could tell she was just like, yeah, I I don't care. <laughs> I guess we got we could we can compare to being like Dakota Johnson. I haven't had a lot of experience with her work because she just yeah, hasn't either. made movies like within yeah. my uh, genres that I that I deal with. But she's obviously sure she has she is a nepo baby. She has some uh, famous rich parents, <laughs> and that may have gotten her a foot into the industry. But she's she's gotten a lot of roles and she's done a lot of work. Her her portfolio is pretty extensive i mean there's a so reason that like, she's an actress that a lot of people have heard of right i mean it's not just yeah it's not just because she came from a rich family like she she clearly has chops at the very least yeah, yeah. there's being terrible there's being fame there's being rich and terrible and then being rich and good enough to well like i said i don't have enough familiarity with her work to make a, an extreme judgment on whether she's good she's a good actor or not but this there are good actors in this movie. Um, yeah, Adam Scott, for example, who plays yep. I was about uh, to say, Ben Parker. He's a good. The, um, in order to make this movie better, give me more Adam Scott. Give me more Emma Roberts. Like they were the Emma best Roberts, in this movie. Who I didn't even realize was Emma Roberts until the <laughs> until the credits rolled. But was, um, oh, was, yeah. that the, the, was that the lady who was? This is going to be spoiler filled, by the way. Uh, was yeah, that the lady who was pregnant? Trust me. Yeah, Mary Parker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, it took me. To find the it took cast. me too. It took me way too long to see why the character's name was Ben. I'll just say that it took me way too long to kind of connect. I those did dots. not realize that, you know, Mary Parker is Peter Parker's mother. Well, it's because they danced around the stupid name of the child. Like, like apparently the child was going to be it's... Peter Parker, like Spider Man Peter Parker. But they just never say his name the entire time, even though there's several instances where you would think it would come up, including a game at the at a bachelorette, not a bachelorette, well, a baby shower. Name. Yeah, where you have to guess the name. She never says the name. It never comes up, actually. It's, it's so hilarious the way they dance around it. They, It's like, oh, it's almost like, oh, Sony doesn't own the film rights to Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like you this, own I, the film. You, I will say, went through a very litigious process to purchase the pr- film rights for Spider-Man and have impeded Spider-Man existing in other franchises since then. Yep. In the film, there and then you have you make a Spider-Man movie and you can't say Peter Parker. No. Well, the funny thing is, I think this this might hold the record for most Peter Parker screen time in a. Sp- uh, Sony spin-off movie because yeah. he's never been in any of these movies. The baby was no. on he, he's in he's in the, the stomach and <laughs> and then it, do they show his birth? I don't think they did. They yeah. don't show the birth, uh, they but they the like baby, show him. Yeah. Like, they show the baby. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, COVID. so this is the most screen it's time. It's a fresh baby. A fresh this is baby. The most screen time Peter Parker has had in the Spider Man spin off universe. <laughs> like, it's impressive. Yeah, Sony Pictures, Marvel movies. But yeah. Um, I'm telling you, the, the way that they make these movies better is make it about Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, like, make it about the character that you got all this property from. I, I don't even know. But yeah, the, <laughs> the, this just goes to pro show when you have an, a director that doesn't push you to give stellar performances. Because when you have mm. an actor, a director who's like pushing you to give great performances, you give great performances, and everyone can give a great performance. Adam Scott is really funny, and he's really he's a really good actor, and he's like one of my favorite actors. I really like him and stuff so much to the point when he played like a villainous role in a movie. I was like, not possible. It can't be him. <laughs> and I, I still refused to accept it after the movie was over. <laughs> he's not the bad guy. But, uh, what are you talking about? But um, Sydney Sweeney was she was she's a really good oh, actor, yeah. and she's mm -hmm. got a lot of she's done a lot of work that was very. Her like, character sucked. In she this. has. Yeah, she has. She had a wide range. Um, Isabella Mercedes, I think is it Mercedes or Mercedes? I don't know how to pronounce it. But she was no the nerd clue. one. I'm not yeah. sure. She was the she was the I eat math for breakfast T-shirt one. She, she I've seen <laughs> no, her. No, that was a, that was a, the other girl. No, that was her. No, that was her. That was the other girl. Celeste. The, uh, Anya. No, no, Sydney was wearing. Yeah, Sydney Sweeney was. Sweeney wearing was the, I eat. Yeah, that's the one he's Sydney talking Sweeney about. Was, I'm talking about the one, the other one, Isabella oh. Mercedes. She was, she was Anya. She was the. Man, I thought you were still talking about Sydney Sweeney's nah, character yeah. no. for a second there. <laughs> no, Isabella Mercedes. She was the Anya with the I eat math for breakfast yeah, T-shirt. She's the one. It's <laughs> like science is important and everyone must love it. We get to listen yeah, to her like, babble about friction for a few minutes, yeah. which is kind of yeah. yeah. She was in the um, the second Sarkaria movie, and she was really good in that. She was in uh, Instant Family. She was really good in that. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of. I'm not very familiar. I looked at Celeste O'Connor. She's the third Spider Lady. Maddie. Uh, and, yeah, I. She she's was the, the third worst one of the I, bunch. She was the most unlikable. I guess just based on her, the way her that characterization she, her was like, her, yeah. her character is obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. I and but, I, it's kind of funny because I, as Lauren and I were walking out of the theater, I was walking her to her car, and it was like, it, and it was like I felt like all three of those, all three of the young women in the movie, like they all, I think they all are capable actresses, and it, I'm oh, only, yeah. I'm only familiar with Sydney Sweeney because she gets talked about on Twitter a lot now. Because she's kind of like the new up and comer, I guess. But she, yeah. um, but I, I'm familiar with her at least. I know that she is, from what I understand, a really good actress. I haven't seen her in anything before. But like, and then the other two, like at the very least, look like they played the role they were given really well. But they none none of those yeah. three characters were given a single thing to like do in this movie. Okay, aside I from just run I... around and be dumb. I thought I recognized uh, uh, Isabel Mercedes. Is it Mercedes? Because she doesn't have uh, an E at the end of her name. But nah, she I plays no Dora in Dora. Yeah, the she was Dora. Yeah. She was Dora. Oh my god. Yeah, and she's also she in the movie Instant Dora. Family, uh, the Transformers movie. The what? I'm trying to stay positive. The last night. Uh, oh, so I'm like I. I recognized her. I could not put my finger on it until I just looked it up. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, she's capable. She's been in other stuff. And one of the things she, too that led me to like 
be stupidly like a little bit optimistic. This was before the like first responses and first reviews came out. Mind, I guess, for context. But before that, I remember seeing like some promotional video come across my social media feed, and it was Sydney Sweeney talking about how she read a bunch of comics in preparation for the playing this character Mm -hmm. and she talked about how in so many of the frames her like version of spider woman i don't know what the characters names are like how they're different or whatever but her the spider woman character that she was playing like would hang upside down a lot in the comics so Mm -hmm. she basically told the director like hey i want to hang upside down any chance that i can basically and and again this spoiler thing if you were expecting uh three these three girls to do spider-woman stuff uh <laughs> don't be, don't be disappointed when they're not because they don't do it at all the whole yeah. movie they appear they appear as the spider-woman characters in one scene at the beginning beginning ish when we're kind of introduced to the villain who we'll get to in a second when we're into when the villain because the villain is like oh these keeps having visions of these three women killing him all dressed as spider-woman characters so I gotta talk about that, that kind of once you're yeah. Done. So that kind of started the whole thing. We'll get to that in a second. And then there's the scene at the very end, which is um, Madame Web basically having like a future vision because that's her power. She sees the future, a future vision of what they were gonna look like. And in both of those scenes, Sydney Sweeney's character does hang upside down. So yeah. she does. She did I'll hold true. That. She did hold true to trying to do what she could with the <laughs> character with the little bit that she was given. But I'll yeah. give it to them as well that. Her, like, kind of, like, her suit is very accurate to the character that she was playing. Her, um, her hair color is, like, a strawberry blonde type. Uh, so that actually works well. That The character's head is more, the character's hair is more red in the comic. So, all in all, I say that when they went to for it, they went, they went, they did go, props to the costuming department, because they did do something well. Except for that stupid leather jacket that... Mad- that uh, Cassandra <laughs> Webb is walking yeah. around him. Madam Webb's real but name. Yeah the, yeah, the whole crux of this movie is Madam Webb's mom was in the Amazon research- researching spiders before she died. Uh, While pregnant. And she, she find yeah, she was super, she's super, super, super pregnant. Like, the most pregnant a person can be. Yes. She is that amount of pregnant. Very like, pregnant. Think of the most pregnant you've ever seen a person, and that's how pregnant she is. And yes. she is in uh, Peru researching spiders right before she died. And so... Was that line in the movie? No, it was and, not. And was... Andrew, Andrew turned to me, he's like, say it, say it, say it, like at the part where it looked like she was going to say it, and then she didn't say it. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's... it was when they're in the motel or something. I don't remember, but... Yeah. It was like right when she could have said it, she didn't say it, and then she never said it. We were sitting else. on a, we were sitting on that moment waiting for it, and we didn't get it. But yeah, so she researching spiders in the Amazon right before she died, and she she's searching. She's got this guy with her, which is Tobias or uh, Ezekiel Tobias Sims. Sims. Ezekiel Sims. Ezekiel oh. Sims and. He's like, she's like super mean to him for some reason before he's a bad guy. And so he, he, they're looking for this spider that's supposed to give you like powers or like have medical aspects. Yeah, and it's supposed to heal she, stuff. Yeah. And then she finds it and then he kills people for it. I don't know why. Again, doesn't matter <laughs> why. None of, it, none of this matters, but it kills people. 
takes the spider, shoots her in the chest, but not in the baby, so the baby survives. Then she is survive. Then she is uh, taken away by these magical spider people that run around the woods. Yeah. And so she is and taken kinda to something. look like Spider Man because they got like the webbing on them and they're like red. Yeah, yeah they're they're like yeah. painted and red and they have like as their war paint they paint <laughs> their bodies red and then they have like black strings that they tie around themselves and around the, yeah. their faces. So yeah, it makes like this makeshift Spider Man look. I guess that's what they're going for. It's like Spider Man yeah. on a budget. Right. Yeah. It's like it's, I, and the budget was zero. <laughs> yeah. Um the budget, the budget was dumpster diving. Yes, but um, <laughs> the uh, and so she, they takes her to a magic puddle and they stick her in the magic puddle, and then she magic starts giving puddle. birth. Exactly, magic puddle. and then she go, she goes into the magic puddle and they the spider bit bites her, but the mom doesn't survive, but the baby does, and so he's like, oh, he will, she she will come back here in the future. To learn more about her. What she does in the middle of the movie, she leaves the country yep. to go learn Which about made her past. no sense. It came out of nowhere, nope. yeah. Yeah. And so and so now, because of that spider bite, Madame Web is best blessed with the abilities of, like, foresight. And first of all, it's a premonitions. Then it's basically, like, seeing into the future. Then it's astral projection. Yep. On like a global scale, mm-hmm. because this movie is just ridiculous from top to bottom. Everyone is so flat and so boring. Like even there's a scene where they're running, they're driving. Uh, Mary Parker has gone into labor and they're trying to get to the hospital, and so they're driving through an intersection that's crowded and they're gonna crash it. They're like, "Don't crash!" And they're like, "Ben, what?" It's like one of the most harrowing things. A lady's giving birth in the back seat. You're being chased by some madman who's trying to kill you. Yeah. And then you are, and then you're trying to get, you're trying to stay calm or get to this situation. And then you drive through traffic and you think it's about to be crazy. So that would be like a moment to like heavily emote or say something crazy, right? Nope. It's just, Ben, watch out. (laughs) Don't watch out for the cars. Don't hit the cars. Watch watch out. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, and the villain is it, it is like dubbed over himself. Like he, uh, I could like, not stand it, that. I, I when I because you notice it like immediately. The first scene he's in is that scene when he's with uh, Madame Webb's mom in the in the Peruvian rainforest, and the fir- his the first his first line researching spiders right before she died. Exactly. Yes. And the first line that he said, I was like, it sounded so off to me. I'm like, what? Yeah, what's happening? With I had to this? do a double and like, take and be like, "Is he speaking English right?" I'm like, "What's, I I'm like, what's going on with this?" And then it was, and then there was a couple of scenes where his mouth just straight up did not line up with what he was saying at yeah. all. And it wasn't until like that started happening, and I think Andrew even said like he's ADR'd or something, which I didn't really. ADR know is automatic di- automated dialogue recording I think. yeah so ADR. and i'm like okay so the, i'm like so that's why that'll explain why he sounds so awful in so many scenes is yeah, because everyone else dialogue is, replacement 
Okay, there this you go. This process of re-recording an actor's dialogue in a quiet environment during post-production. Yeah. So it's basically like if a line is garbled or not heard well on set, they mm-hmm. go into a booth and re-record it afterwards. So and this dude just never recorded a single scene that worked. Maybe they just gave him Apparently a bad not. mic on every yeah. single day of shooting. I don't know. Because it was uh, genuinely horrible. And it's, yeah, and it's awful. It's jarring. 80% of the movie. Because like, there's so many scenes where... He, especially that first one is the first one I'm, I keep thinking of because she's like, you know, speaking from on set, but then his line is coming from a, a soundproof studio on post-production and you can tell because his, his, his voice doesn't fit the scene at all. Even like in terms of how it sounds like the balance is just messed up and it's hard to explain. But like, if you watch the movie, you can pick up on it. Like you were saying where it's, it's like, like, if you're watching, it's like if you're watching a dubbed movie. I told, like another if it's like another language. Yeah. And the lips don't sync up. The audio sounds a little weird. You can tell. Maybe that wasn't the best line. That was like his whole character, like the whole movie. I told Lauren it sounded like a really bad anime dub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was and I mean, awful. It's, yeah. And I could not tell for the life of me what his nationality was supposed to be. Like his accent was just so confusing. It was vaguely South American. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Well, I think it's or Central American. I think it's is he's French. Uh, he's French. Yeah. Well, the actor. Yes. Yeah. He was not speaking with a French a- French accent. Though. No. Well, what's his character? His character Rahim. Huh. I don't think it. I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that much. What nationality was, his character? They were probably like, just <laughs> speak this way, and he probably tried it, and maybe he like, spoke. Oh, that sounds. That sounds maybe, cynical. Try maybe he it. spoke in a French accent, and then in post-production, they're like, wait a minute, this takes place in Peru. This doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> it sounded like they were trying to make him, like, from, like, with a, they were trying to give him, like, a South American accent initially is what it sounded like, but it didn't, it didn't sound like it. Yeah, it, it's just like, ugh, it was bad. I mean, his, that was one of, like, the, parts of the movie that bothered me the most hey, it was in napoleon really go figure huh. <laughs> another another subpar movie that came out awesome mm-hmm. yeah it was, do we blame this uh, guy for that i don't know maybe hmm, maybe <laughs> no. and the, the other my um, other my, one of my other issues with this movie is that there's just so many things where the actions of a character is so obscenely stupid like the one that bothered me the most was that scene leading up to where they're driving um, the character's name, I forgot, to the hospital because she's giving yeah. birth. Mary Parker. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Because Ben's driving her to the hospital, and at this point, Madam Webb has dropped the three girls off with them to stay there because they, she needs to hide them somewhere. And he like uh, he's like, ah, they'll, they'll be fine there. They won't be seen. It, no one will know they're there. Whatever. And then the... And then she, Mary starts giving birth, so they all, so they rush into the car. But for some reason, the three girls come with them. It's like, why are you yeah. coming? Why are you coming along? You're not needed. All you're is doing t- is putting yourself out there to get seen by this massive NSA network that the villain hacked into because he yeah. killed an NSA agent and stole her. They've already stuff. <laughs> they've already proven they're dumb enough to expose themselves uh, in front of cameras, like, like uh, and get caught. Mm-hmm. because of the diner scene earlier right like so i that's probably what the line of thinking was but it's still like these the, the three girls are like 
Probably mm-hmm. the worst part of this movie. Well, Ezekiel definitely is, and then them. They're just, okay, it's, and uh, it's not and it's not by any fault of any of no, the it's, people it's the that writing. are doing them. It's just because the writing in the movie is so awful that they didn't give these three people anything to do on scene. They're all talented. Yeah, I but... mean, I thought I thought that I thought that with the limited bit they were given, I thought Sydney Sweeney and um, I forgot her actual name, Isabella. Her. I thought the I thought both of them did a good job, and frankly, the other girl did too. I just didn't like her character as much because yeah. the way she her was characterization. Well, her characterization was all over the place. And yeah. It was yeah, like she's like annoyed, and then she's like supposed to be like, "Oh, I'm hungry, so I'm eating all the time. I'm the snack. I'm the snack girl. <laughs> that is her shtick, Everyone's yeah. gotta have a. Everyone has to have a snack girl. You wouldn't I'm like snacking. me. You wouldn't like me when I'm hangry. Oh, brilliant. I don't like him. I, I don't like it now. <laughs> yeah. I almost said that out loud, and then uh, Isabella's character said that. Yeah, for real. That was actually, like, ah. <laughs> there were a couple jokes just, that actually landed, but there weren't enough. Oh, Andrew, did you want to talk about just, the one joke that landed for you? <laughs> talk about the one joke that landed for me, and then I'll talk about the crux of the movie that is yeah. so confusing and dumb. Uh-huh. But um, the uh, the one joke that landed for me is Madam Webb gets on this train. And some guy asks, "Is this the train to um, what was it? it was Mount like, Vernon or something?" Oh, yeah, yeah, Mount Vernon. Yeah, is this the train to Mount Vernon? And then she, <laughs> and then she is like her. She does this thing where she like quick saves and goes back in time. Quick load. And so she like, <laughs> yeah. And so she quick she quick load she quick loads back in time. And the guy sits down and asks, "Oh, is this the train to Mount Vernon?" And he goes, "I don't." And she goes, "I don't know." And so he's like. And just, she goes, I hope not, because she, she had just watched all... Yeah, because it happened, yeah. he sits down, asks her, and then he watches like a bunch, all the bad guy come through and kills all the girls, because that's like her thing, yep. she sees the future. And so, she goes, I hope not, and then he gets off the train and gets on the next train, and then at Madame ha- Webb has this another, the second premonition where the guy comes through again and kills them, and then she gets them off the train, mm-hmm. and... uh Rushes them off the train and onto another train, and then she sees the same guy, and the guy's like, "Is this the train to Mount Vernon?" And he goes, and she goes, "I don't know." And then he like looks so, so crestfallen because he has no idea what's going on. He's so confused. He was depending on Madame Webb for any sense of direction when she literally would have no reason to have any idea what train he's talking about. It's so... It is genuinely a really funny joke in this awful movie. It's so good. Yeah. The look of concern on his face is so genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It was was pretty funny. Um, So the crux of this movie is Ezekiel Sims, he steals the spider, the spider bites him, he gets superpowers... But, and somehow that makes him rich. Also, he's yeah, that, rich that later. part never that part never made sense to me either. I have no idea. How I don't he know why rich. he's rich. But sometime in the future, you can tell it's the future because this because he has grayer hair now. He has grayish hair during the movie, but he has gray. He has total gray hair in the in the flash forward. So, in the flash forward, he's uh, at his home and he's like got this spider. He's like, "Where's my?" Sp- Spider, I need my spider. Where's my spider? Mm-hmm. I can now make fun of his accent because I now I know he's French. I was afraid <laughs> because I was afraid he was a different nationality. But since he's French, I feel okay. We, we can make fun of the French, but not any other nationality. <laughs> no, I feel like the no. French are used to it at this point. We they should be. Um. So, like, where's my spider? I need my spider. And so then it is revealed 
that the girls are there, the spider women, and then they just proceed to beat him up one by one before chucking him out to the window so he falls to his death and dies. Yes. So not only is this insanely wild because, second, first of all, we get zero context of why this happens. Not even in the movie. Not even like, oh, this person, we got to kill this person because... Oh, he like killed like he like say oh he kills um Peter Parker in the future and then these girls come and get revenge. We don't even get something interesting like that. They just show up at his apartment, chuck him out a window like like the spaghetti in Final Destination Two. That's the only I only get that reference. Ha! I only get that reference. It's a funny reference. <laughs> I only get it. Shout but, out um, to all you listeners who know what he's talking about. That's for you. All three of you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they chuck him out the window and he dies. We never know why. We never get explained. And he just dies later at the end of this movie anyways. So yes. it's this insane thing that these girls somehow in the future go to get spider, go get spider powers. Um, uh, Isabella Mercedes, she has like typical spider powers. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, she has like, uh, kind of like mystical spider powers. She can use like energy webs or something like that. Yeah, I don't it's know. something of that. Nature. And then, um, the last girl whose name I forget, um, she Maddie. has like, uh, I think so. Yeah, Maddie. She has, uh, like the, uh, iron spider like limbs. Yeah. And so she, she's like a techno spider, I guess. And that has the biggest afro I've ever seen in my entire life. Massive fro. And you, Holy fro, it's Batman. Huge. It's it's really big compared to like her norm her normal hair. Which is or like her smaller yeah. hair, her braids. It's like ah, you can see time has passed because her hair is longer. Ah, you see? <laughs> you see? And it's so I I I I know it killed this movie early on. And it was like one of the fur the like it was like one of the I don't know. It was like the second or third scene in the um in the second act of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's Ezekiel Sims goes to the opera. He's walking in the opera halfway through the opera because that's what you do in movies. Nobody ever shows up to the opera on time <laughs> unless they're planning something malicious. Everyone who's cool shows up to the opera fashionably late and walks in the opera and then he um he goes and he goes all the way up to the top balcony, and sitting next to this woman, he who is labeled as beautiful woman. She has no name, on no the cast uh, list. Yes, that is exactly what. No she's marker, called. no nothing. She is just beautiful woman, and so. Uh, he he sees her. Then he picks a program off the ground, and then it it looks like he goes to hand it to her because I think she dropped it. And then she goes to grab it, and then he, like, does, like, the playful, like, pulls it away at the last second. He's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and, then, and then it flash forwards to their back at his apartment. So this dude has impeccable Riz. Yes. On, like, this is the Riz King. He is, like, just killing it. There's, apparently the uh, the spider gave him incredible Riz. Unspoken so, Riz as well. Doesn't even need to uh, say anything. Doesn't even speak. So... Uh, later, flashes forward into the bat into the, into the future, and he wakes up. He has this vision where the girls come to kill him, and that's like how we first learn about this. And so she asks him, like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I have a few. I have a vision from the future, croissant. I have <laughs> these girls come to kill me, cigarette. I have uh, these girls. They come into my apartment and kill me, Eiffel Tower." Um, 
just like a lot of that. But just imagine it like just way worse. And so it goes through this whole whole spiel, just like instead of showing you or giving you any sort of like decent explanation, he just says it to this lady. Yep. And so she Tell don't show, gets that's what kinda, I always say. Yeah. yeah. She rightfully gets creeped out by this and then he goes I know that the NSA has some incredible technology that they are advancing. If only I could get him a hands and like technology. And so she's like, "Oh, cool, interesting." As she slowly reaches over to her clutch and then pulls out a gun, and then he like jumps over with his spider speed and grips her and starts poisoning her. And he show reveals that she's an NSA agent for some reason. <laughs> and he's like, give me your password and I will stop poisoning you, uh, Napoleon. Um, <laughs> baguette. Uh, we. Oui. <laughs> Alec, dang, I should have said baguette. <laughs> and she's like, I, I won't give you my password. I can't give you my password. And then she's like, he's like, give me the password. She's like, okay, the password is Q, X, W. And it's like, okay, so why are we still in the scene? <laughs> we don't we could have just we didn't need to see the, like that was just like the moment i realized oh this movie is going to be bad bad it was just like a totally incons- uh, pointless scene that should have been deleted it's like it should have been like the music rises he's poisoning her and she's like i'll never and then she goes fine and then it cuts later and then he's like he calls his assistant or something. It's like, I've got the password. And that shows her like dead on the ground. Yeah. That's right. how you, re- that's, that's like a good reveal to show. That's that how you like write a that merciless. scene. That's how you do that scene. But they didn't do that scene. I want to also, his an assistant for most of this movie. That's like her, his, <laughs> his, his girl in the chair. And she's just like researching about where these children are. She has like a very small moment of like, uh, remorse, not, or like... remorse where she's like oh I didn't know we'd be in this program that can uh, expertly depict these people you've only described that you've only seen in a dream <laughs> I can um, you've only seen in a dream I will uh, de-age them 10 years oh I didn't know we'd be hunting children oh shudder oh. and and then she, he's like I pay you too much money for you to be complaining about this uh, baguette. We oui. and then, he, and then she's like, "Oh, okay." And then loses any other uh, moral qualms she has with their mission at all. Yeah, that's like the and one, mo- co- one and only moment where we see that. <laughs> Outside of that, and they're constantly, and they're constantly cutting back to her, and she's just constantly having more and more snacks on her desk. <laughs> just like it starts off with like some almonds and then she has some like little biscuit things and then she has wafer cookies and then she has like coffee and more nuts it's just gonna have more and more throughout the movie and i guess it's supposed to be like portray that she's like oh i'm always on the task and i'm never stopping from looking for this uh these people but why do a better job why do a good job of explaining that when you can just Whatever it's just have snacks up here on her, <laughs> her table. The movie just the movie just sucks. It's so awful. It don't, is. If you're like, oh my gosh, should I see it? Don't see it. Don't it's bad. bother. It's, it's just, really bad. It's miserable. It's <laughs> awful. It's just you'll come out the other side just 
wondering if you just wasted an hour. It's also ridiculously long. It has no right to be an hour and fifty-four yeah. minutes. I turned. I turned to a... Lauren about an hour. I don't. I'm guessing. I'm guesstimating here. I'm guessing I was about forty-five minutes to an hour into the movie. I turned to Lauren and I said, "This movie's about to be insultingly long, isn't it?" But I was under the assumption that we would see the three girls actually get their powers at some point. Because oh, at, this, yeah. at this point, we were approaching what I assumed would be the halfway point, and there was not a sniff of any chance of that happening. And I'm like, this movie's going to be insultingly long. but it, And it still was, but not for the not for the reason I thought <laughs> at all. You know what it felt like? It felt like one of those uh, like box episodes where, like, uh, not necessarily a box episode, I guess, but, like... I'm not sure what that means. In a TV show, there's always one episode where they end up exactly back where they started oh that one episode from clone wars <laughs> yes yeah exactly and this was that it kind of was you're right because it was basically like, just like no no actual progress was made let's be real well the guy died like, there's that the guy died but like what do you do i guess yeah Killed by he pepsi was... <laughs> it was like foreshadowed that he'd die the whole time and then mm -hmm. when he finally did it's like okay and like, then Madame Webb just, got blind and crippled somehow. Yeah. But we saw how she, she got blind because she got hit by a firework. She didn't see it coming. <laughs> but, um, or, um... That was hilarious. It, it genuinely was. I actually laughed when it happened. <laughs> I laughed so hard that it woke Noah up. She's, like, underwater. She's, like, falls into the water after the villain's killed because they're on a building that's, like, collapsing or something. And she falls into the water. They go to the, the explosion water. warehouse. Yeah, they go to the explosion warehouse and blow a bunch of things up and are surprised when things go haywire. But, um... Also, her whole, like, future-seeing things, like, it culminates in her basically just, like, blindly running through her whole master plan that she, like, conceptualized in her head, but we have no idea what's happening. So to us, everything just looks like it's happening by pure happenstance. Mm -hmm, it, they did such mm -hmm. a poor job of showing, like, everything, so that's everything that's happening is perfectly calculated. Or I think Andrew, Andrew said it to me, I think, during the credits or something. But it, it was, like, it was, you were almost, like, expecting, like, her to keep doing like the quick load thing where she goes back to the beginning of them going into the warehouse because things keep going wrong. Like you were expecting yeah. that to happen like five to ten times maybe upwards. Like because, oh, uh, uh, that's her whole oh, thing. Oh, Maddie put the flare in the wrong spot and blows herself up on accident. I've got to reset because that's like, yeah, like you said, that's like that's like the thing she does. But we don't get any of that. Oh. Instead, we get her just barking orders to the three girls that they all blindly follow to a T. And if they're a second off by anything, they would have died. And it's like the way it played out is it wasn't like, it wasn't fun to watch. It was just confusing. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets to the end point where they're like, Oh, we're going to, it gets to the point where like, Oh, you're going to have to save one of these girls. And then she's like, Nope, I'll save them all. And by then astral, astral projecting yeah. out of her body to make physical contact <laughs> with these people and then save them. That is what happens. And then she yep. falls into the water and gets hit by apparently these fireworks that are like missiles yep. and not like just fire exploding. Yeah, because there's uh, one that takes out a fire. brick wall as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she is like floating underwater and then it just hits her in the face. And it was just so <laughs> random and out of nowhere that I just laughed out loud. So yep. it was so loud. I laughed because I was like, 
that was so crazy. And I was like, oh, it just knocked her out because earlier in the movie, she taught them all how to do CPR. And I leaned over yeah. to Matt and I said, this is the worst Chekhov's gun I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Chekhov's gun, for everybody who doesn't know, is a theory by a um, film writer that if you see a gun in a movie, and if you show a gun in a scene sometime later in the movie, it has to go. Or sometime later in that scene, yeah. or in the or in the uh, piece itself, the gun has to go off. Makes sense. Yeah. And so CPR was the gun it, in this case. Yeah, because she teaches worst, all of them so, CPR for. So I don't know why she taught them CPR. I guess just for Fonzies or something. Because the poison stopped. The poison she that she, she got poisoned oh, briefly. That's right. Because it, you have to hold on for a certain amount of time for the poison to get to like, take hold. But uh, Madam Webb did not get held on that long, so she was okay and she was fine. And then she explains um, CPR to them, which yes, then they yeah. proceed to do in they the, do, the end game. And the then scene. she opens her eyes and she's blind, completely like, blind, fully like. Fully, uh, the Matrix Three, Neo, eyes burned shut, blind. Or the guy from Just, like, Rogue One. Totally... Yeah, Rogue One blind. More Rogue One. I think Neo had Neo could see a little bit with his eyes burned out. So it was both. It's a little bit Rogue One, and it's a mix of Rogue One blind and uh, Matrix Revolutions blind. Mm-hmm. So it's just. And it was, so, and then at the end of the movie, she's Professor Xing it in yep. a wheelchair. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. They never she showed never her. Explained. They never showed anything happening that would have crippled her. And as far as we know, the venom of the spider that um, that bit her mom and then healed this this the, the yeah because her mom was research. What's the word I'm looking for? Gosh dang it. Um, disease. Not this. It's an adjective for the disease. I don't know. It's a term like deter like a deter deterioration or just not the word whatever. Mm -hmm. But she has this disease that like basically her muscles just will die eventually or something. I don't remember. They didn't explain. But um, I'm pretty sure it was fake disease. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, but the um, the spider bit her mom when she was dying and giving birth, and then that healed Madame Web, so she doesn't have that anymore. So as far as we know, there's nothing that would have had the venom stop working. And like give her the mm -hmm. disease back, and we but we also don't see her like break her legs or fall on her head or anything that would actually make her oh. paralyzed. She just is in a wheelchair for some reason, and we don't know why. It's never explained. We know why she's blind. It's but not why she's in a wheelchair. It's definitely just to be like, oh, this is what it's kind of like in the comics. I can tell you. Well, so I nineties theme. I have, so, I told this to Claire in the car, but I have, like, a better plot, I guess, on my mind immediately after watching this movie. I wrote three it's... different uh, better plots. Because this is how you guys yeah. cope with watching a bad movie. Yeah. You, you write plots you would have rather seen. Like, uh, because they kind of hinted that it would be something else when the movie was initially announced, and I wish it was that. Uh... They hinted that it would be like Peter Parker uh, was the one who was going to be like eliminated, hunted. I guess. Not these three girls. Yeah, he yeah. was the one who was supposed to be hunted. But before he was born. So, and they kept elements of that. So I think they should have just leaned into that and not, like, I don't think the three girls should have been in it at, been in it at all. If you're not going to give them powers, there's no reason for them to be there. <laughs> exactly. Because there's, there's nothing gonna, for them to do. 
if you're gonna make it about a character being hunted because he defeats someone in the future, make it about Peter Parker. Yeah, because he is the character defeats somebody. He yeah, just like came, he just gets he just gets killed in the future for some exactly. reason. Exactly. Yeah, he initiated it ultimately because, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he, just, he he thinks that these girls are gonna kill him for no reason, basically. Yeah. So what I think would be a much cooler plot is you have you have like an assassin sent from the future, uh, because Peter Parker, aka Spider Man, uh, has defeated, you know, some part of his organization or like his father make it personal right right uh but right. you don't know who this assassin is the entire time they're wearing like the taskmaster kind of outfit like the their face is hidden and then like the grand reveal at the end is like oh this is a classic like peter parker villain or someone related to like a spider-man villain uh down the road uh, but this well, whole... that would actually force them to make to make a villain an actual villain, and not give yeah. them a crappy hero origin story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like just off the top of my head, you know, like make it, you know, the son, uh, make it like just Harry Osborn. That would be crazy, you know, like because that would have been wild. Just off the top of my head, because he's the most famous of probably the sons of supervillains, and he does become a supervillain. Uh, so have like a reality where Harry Osborn is vengeful towards Spider-Man because, uh, Spider-Man so-and-so uh, supposedly killed the Green Goblin. We've already seen this in the Raimi Spider-Man movies, uh, but make it like, make him a more vengeful, vengeful version of, of Harry and give him like the technology of like Oscorp that like is developed enough that, oh, he went back in time to assassinate uh, Peter's mom before she ever gave birth to Peter and therefore eliminate, you know, his worst enemy. Uh, maybe even have him on, like, the Goblin, uh, the Goblin Green or whatever. Uh, but just have something along those lines and then, like, Madam Web can come into the picture because she is the only one with you know, the knowledge of, like, the future and past kind of changing and stuff because of her abilities. Uh, like, s scrap all the stuff about the Amazon. Like, yeah, give her a little bit of an origin, but don't have her come back. Like, just have her kind of coming into her own hero's journey, like, the reluctant hero's journey uh, in, you know, her age that she is for throughout the whole movie and just have her... Uh, start to realize that she does have abilities, not want to use them initially, and then realize there's a higher purpose because her uh, her associate, Ben, his, his family's in danger and she cares about him. You know, just, just off the top of my head, in the car, that seemed like a better plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it would have given some explanation to some of the events in this movie that we never get explanations to. So, exactly. Yeah, maybe. It just makes more sense for a character who can see the future too. Is mm -hmm. like have a future villain. Like yeah, yeah, it would have made sense. Bring that into the picture, but yeah, I say we kind of get a one-off villain. They hinted initially that it would be a plot about like, uh, about Peter's mom and dad, uh, being put like hunted down and like, Madame Web's trying to stop them. Like that, that seemed like a much cooler movie to me yeah 
Instead, we got a movie that was basically a teaser for a movie they might eventually make where the girls actually get their powers. This whole movie was like a two-hour teaser trailer, basically. It's like, oh, here's a movie we might do that could be more interesting, which, based on how this one's doing, that probably won't happen ever. (laughs) Uh, Sony will keep making movies. Yeah, they will. For some reason. They'll come back to this one at some point. Um, so this is, uh, I wrote three separate, uh, plot, uh, plots for, uh, different Madam Web movies. Mm-hmm. And I guess you guys can pick whatever one you like the best. <laughs> so, um, uh, dur- the first one is during a fu- fight in the future, but, uh, different spider women from across the multiverse are flung into universe where they have no powers. They all find, they all find they are linked to Cassandra Webb, whose latent abilities have brought them here. Now out of place and hunted by extra-dimensional threats, the Spider-Women must guide Cassandra to unlock her powers to save them and get them home. Save their lives and get them home. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cooler. Yeah. These I'm also I also forgot to say these are all plots within the same cast and the same like elements of the story. So it's not like oh you have to redo everything. It's basically the exact same. Just everything about this movie Mm -hmm. just better. In my opinion, better. Um, the second one is, uh, Cassandra Webb, an EMT working in New York, gets a strange vision that leads her to save the lives of three girls. Because of this, a villain from the future travels back in time to kill the women who will thwart his plans in the future. When her newfound powers of perception, Cassandra must protect these future heroes. So that's just basically, like, the same thing, but way better. And she actually, like, uses it to save their lives. And then, it's just like this, it's more similar to the plot that we get, but, like, more fleshed out in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, same. Um, so the third one is discovering his arch em- enemy's identity. Ezekiel Sims travels back in time to kill Peter Parker as an infant. Sensing this disturbance, Madam Web, keeper of the web of life and destiny, which is what her role is usually in the comics, <laughs> um, must intervene. She and her spider guardians travel to the past, taking over the bodies of their uh, their past counterparts. Now they must stop Sims before we can locate Peter. Yeah, that's pretty so similar to what like... Dawson was saying. The, yeah. Yeah, I, I, You I, know which one I'll pick of the three, obviously, the third. Yeah, I think I just think the third one would have made more sense. The first one is... Uh, I do think the first one's also, mm-hmm. good, also a good idea, though, because it would just be... It would, it's a completely different I mean, idea. You can have... Like four different, like imagine like the super powerful character who's from the fat from the future who's battled Spider Man a ton of different times, comes back yeah. to the past, ready to do like a Terminator style hit. Exactly. On, yeah, uh, it's basically the Terminator is is yeah what you and it's I were thinking origin- of with that. Yeah, it's original Terminator where it comes back in time to kill Peter as a baby, and it's like the super powerful villain, and then Man of Web, and I basically just like turn them into like. Her, like people that she works with in the future to like other spider women to, and they come back in time and then they're in their own bodies, but they have powers. So they're jumping around doing spider stuff, fighting this villain and being like super cool and awesome. And then, uh, but he's like super powerful. And so then they basically have to like, they're like the John Connors of this world in defending, uh, Peter. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just, Good idea, machine. <laughs> yeah. 
Overall, it's just awful movie. <laughs> Don't see it. Yeah. It's just so surprising how many like it's went through so many levels. It goes through so you always hear about like rewrites and reshoots and all this different thing. Like right. Marvel Marvel, while it may not seem like they're super careful about that, they're super like uh worried about like reshoots and redos and like rewrites and like firing directors and shooting stuff completely from scratch because they didn't like it the first time. But this good the shot I don't remember hearing about any reshoots. I remember hearing about anything crazy going on with this movie. No. But it went through the full pass of like a full script pass, a full uh shooting through like the entire couple months of shooting. They shot it all, they went into post production, they did it all, and not once did one executive go, Hey, this sucks. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. This is like not good. It's genuinely and a movie it's... where you sit here wondering how did this end up being the final product that we all saw? It's baffling. It really is. Yeah. It's genuinely like not good in most capacities. Like there's very, very few redeeming factors. I would, I would argue there's almost no redeeming qualities at all about this movie. I think it's that no. bad. It's just like, um, ugh. So, the the Madam Web director, S.J. Clarkson, who's done, like, three things in their career, and I don't I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's just not good mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, to this specific, uh, writer. But, uh, but she said, they asked her, like, why don't any of the characters get an origin story in this movie? And she said, well, I thought it would be a bit greedy to do four origin stories, she said. And that's not really fair, is it? I've got to shit. I've got to share it. Come on, I mean, first and foremost, it's Madam Web, right? But I hope this ex- this ex- uh, I hope the exciting thing about this is that it's a uh, this is a tease. I think the origin story of the girls were given hopefully a hint of a spirit of who they are. What? We've tried to stick to the spirit of what the comic books and draw from what from that and find out who they are and get a little bit of their sass and a little bit of their character coming through. Clarkson continued, but that's a lot of story to tell, I think, in one movie. And I think it wouldn't do any of them justice to try and sort and to try and sort of crowbar or cram it all into one movie. So I think it's Madam Webs, and there's kind of like a development of something else underneath it. But yeah, I thought it was probably too greedy. <laughs> Jeez. So instead, we I have a bunch asked, of characters that we don't learn anything about at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also asked her why it doesn't have a post credit scene. She says, uh, we played around with some stuff, but then, it, but again, I felt like we... We'd said everything, the filmmaker explained. But it was almost like, again, because I don't want to go into spoiler into spoiler turf, but the way the story ended and the way we have an ending and then something else, Clark said, I felt like it was kind of given something in the end, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you I mean. I don't know what you mean at that. all. I don't know. I, yeah. Nobody knows what you yeah. mean. <laughs> the director added that Madam Webb's ending was essentially a post credit scene. Uh, what? So when you watch it, you'll see because it's like there's the scene where you sort of end, end, and then there's like, and then there's another thing, and there's this scene which c- could have been it. She added, but then because she has 
clairvoyance I was able to see in the movie because she saw that credits scene earlier, so we might as well just have it up front. I can see why this movie's awful if this is the person that was in charge. Holy crap. Gosh dang. She seems like she I don't even know if she knows what she's saying. I I couldn't I couldn't understand what you were even saying there. I very I I'm kind of like I'm not a very good reader when it comes to stuff like this. When it, but um I urge you to go read the article yourself because it it didn't make much more sense. Like I was I was kind of confused because I was reading it and I was like this doesn't make a lot of sense what I'm saying right now. <laughs> But maybe by reading comprehension just isn't good enough or whatever, but then you read it aloud again, and it's like, no, no, this actually doesn't make sense at all. Maybe I just don't get it, but no. No, it's bad. Gosh dang, awful. Well, I did bring one more thing in case um, I wanted to kind of finalize with bringing back a fan favorite segment. Um, We're going to play Final Feud again where you two will team up and try and get 200 points collectively based on some family feud prompts. Oh gosh. <laughs> we did this a couple of, we did this a while ago. Uh, I've been I've been meaning to bring it back, but um we'll do a round or two of this just to end the episode off. So the first question, let me clear my scoreboard here. The first question, name a popular color for a car. And uh, we'll go, I'll actually tell you, I'll actually have you guys go in order. Last time it was just kind of whoever thought of it answered it. So, Andrew, uh, you answer first. What? No. Um, they have a popular color answer? for a car. Uh, uh, silver. Okay. And Dawson? Black. Okay. Madam's Web's box office flop has canceled plans for a new superhero franchise at Sony. We're not going to see another Madam Web movie for another decade plus. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Gosh, dang. The studio did have plans on starting a new franchise based on the film. Though Insider tells, uh, tells THR they don't expect another Madam Web for movie for another decade. They plan to do a franchise off of this? Gosh dang. Well, on the bright side, all of the, the three girls will age up to the age in the in the um, sequent, dream sequence the guy was having by that point. So, yay for... They're pretty much all at that age right the, now because they're all in their 20s. Yeah, they're all way older than their character ages. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they were, they did have big plans for this. That is unfortunate that they couldn't put a better first movie out than what they gave us. I don't think it's that hard to make a good movie. I don't think it's that hard. I wouldn't think so either. But, and I mean, especially because this movie's like impressively bad. Like it's, it's like, way, it's way worse than I could have ever expected it to be. And I expected it to be pretty bad. If this was a child, I would report their parents for negligence. <laughs> All right, next um, question. Name something you do when you wake up in the morning. Dawson, you'll go first this time. Brush your teeth. Okay, and Andrew. Dang it, that was my thing. <laughs> um, get dressed. Okay. Next up, 
Um, name a reason people might dance. Andrew, you're first. Uh, a wedding. Okay. And Dawson? I was going to say school dance. Okay. I don't know if that's too similar. Ah, that's fine. Okay, sweet. Uh, name a... Actually, I'm going to do a different one. Name something people do on vacation. And Dawson, you're first. Swim. All right. Andrew? Um... Go uh, hiking. Okay, that's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. Yeah, I mean... and number five. Um, that's a stupid question. Uh, name a Disney character. Sorry, name a famous Disney character. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Andrew is first. Oh wait, you out of order. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, Disney character. Name a famous Disney character. Um. Uh. Minnie Mouse. Okay. Mickey <laughs> Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. All right. So. Name a popular color for a car. Dawson, you got the number one answer of black. Uh, Andrew Silver was the fifth answer with seven. Let's say if it's not on the board, I'm gonna lose. It. <laughs> Next is the name something you do when you wake up in the morning. Dawson, you had number one answer again with brushing your teeth. Uh, getting dressed was not an answer. <laughs> That's wild. That's y'all need to get dressed two, two of these answers are so stupidly similar. The next two the next two answers are stretch and yawn. <laughs> and then uh, take a shower on there no the last two are check your phone and use the bathroom shut up <laughs> number seven name, name a reason people might dance wedding was the number one answer with 40 Woo! points and uh, school dance was not on here mm. next up it's got dance in the name exactly yeah. uh, name something people do on vacation uh, Dawson, you got the number three answer of swimming. Um, Andrew, I forget, hiking was not on the board. Of course it wasn't. Number one answer was sightseeing, which I guess was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, that basic, basically hiking. It's sightseeing. Number two answer was relax. And then oh, come on. shop and eat were the other two. <laughs> I was going to say relax, but I was like, nah, that's too dumb. That's too stupid. <laughs> and then name a, fam fit, name a famous Disney character. Mickey Mouse was the number one answer. Minnie Mouse was not on the board. <laughs> that, what? <laughs> Genuinely not sure how, but uh, was not on the board. Uh, you guys failed to reach the 200 point because you ended up with 166. That was mostly due to four of your answers not being on the board. <laughs> Uh, we'll do another one. We'll do another five. Let's see here. Name a musical instrument. And I forgot who went first. I think Andrew went first, so Dawson, you'll go first this time. Piano. Okay. Um, 
Andrew. Guitar. Yeehaw. Yar. Name something you might find in a school. Andrew, you're first. Children. Okay. It's not going to be on the board. <laughs> Dawson. I was going to say teachers. Is that your answer? Uh, because Andrew did children, I'm going to mix it up so we can hopefully get points on the board. Um, <laughs> in case children's not on there, I don't think teachers will be. So I will go with pencil. Okay. And let's see. Uh, name a sport played without a ball. Dawson, you're first. Hockey. Okay. And Andrew? Do you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes? Yeah? Yes? Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Gosh dang it. Andrew. Andrew. Oh, uh, he he gone. He gone. Well, I guess we'll put it up. Oh, never mind. Oh, he's back. He back. <laughs> can you can you hear us? Oh no, Andrew. Oh gosh, dang it! <laughs> it was it was uh, Andrew was just telling us before we started recording about how his computer was not cooperating today as well, and it was it was doing so well. This whole episode, it was it was putting up it was putting up with our crap, and it's now putting up numbers. Yep. Hey, are you back? I'm back. Yay! Welcome back. I'm back. Did you think of an answer? I hate this part. I didn't even hear the question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Name a sport played without a ball, and Dawson had the first answer. He said hockey. Um. <laughs> okay. It's not gonna be on the board. Uh, name a fruit you might find in a smoothie. Andrew, you're first. Banana. Okay. And Dawson. Strawberry. Okay. And I need to find a fifth one. Oh, Valentine's Day. That's timely. Um. Let's see. These are all just uh, what the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Screw it, I'm doing this one. Name a romantic movie that people might watch on Valentine's Day. And I think Dawson, you're first. Uh Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. And Andrew? The notebook. Okay. That's actually probably the number one answer right there. Alrighty. But you can't have love, actually. <laughs> what do you want? Which one's that from? Is that notebook? That's the notebook. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that simple. I'm Ryan Gosling, and I'm in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Name a musical instrument. You guys crushed it, getting the number one and two answers, guitar and piano. Getting you 35 and 25, respectively. Name something you might find in a school. Students was the number four answer. So you got ten points for that. Pencil was not on the board. Uh, Teachers was. Teachers was the number three answer. I should have gone with it. And the number one answer was desks. 
Of course. Which children not on the board? Children was on the board. Children got you 10 points. Teachers was not on the board. What? Yeah. I thought you said teachers was. Oh, I misspoke. Yeah, you're right. Teacher, I was thinking of the next one. Teachers was on the board. Yeah, Children but should didn't be the one. number one answer. The number one answer was desks. Number two was books. Garbage. <laughs> and it's a little. This list may be a little outdated because number five was a chalkboard. I never knew a. I never had anyone. <laughs> what that, is this? The 1900s. I didn't have anyone with a chalkboard until college. <laughs> uh, name a sport played without a ball. Hockey was the number one answer. 35 points. Chess was not on the board. Other answers were swimming, track and field, gymnastics, and wrestling. Name a fruit you might find in a smoothie. You guys crushed it again, getting the number one and two answers of strawberry and banana, respectively. And the last one of... Name a romantic movie that people might watch on Valentine's Day. Crazy Stupid Love was not on the board, uh, but The Notebook was the number one answer and got you 20 points. Others on the list were Titanic, La La Land, and Twilight. Ooh, those are Gosling movies. (laughs) On Valentine's Day. I just realized I I also named a Gosling movie. What? Ryan Gosling is is just the king of of romance. Oh, Crazy Stupid Stupid Loves a a Gosling movie? Yes, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. um, Steve Carell. Ryan Gosling, uh, Emma okay. Stone. One of my favorites. Oh, a lot of people. Wow. All right. You guys did not end up getting 200. You are stuck at 190 that round. We can either end it there or we can go one more and try and redeem yourselves. I'll leave it up run to it the back. contestants. Run right, it Dawson, back. Dawson wants to run it back. Um, one more. Yeah, we can do one more. Um, oh, this is perfect for the movie we just talked about. Uh, name a type of baby shower decoration. Andrew, we'll start uh, with you. Rattle. Okay. Dawson. Uh, balloon. Okay. Um, let's see here. Name a romantic song that people might listen to on Valentine's Day. And Dawson, you're first. Uh, a romantic song. <laughs> this is a really bad question. I'm actually going to change it. I don't think that the odds of you getting any of these are pretty. Well, you you'd probably you might get one of them, but not the rest of them. Mostly because my heart will go on by Celine Dion. Yeah, there's no, a... <laughs> not on the board. That's for Titanic. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of the what's the song that was in Rio? I have no idea. I haven't seen that movie in like ten years. It was like. Oh, I can't even remember it. The number one answer is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. <laughs> That's the yeah. only one that I think you guys would even have a puncher's and chance of getting. What are the what are the others? Endless we'll Love. Always Love You by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. At Last yeah. by Etta James and Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. I don't know what any of those are. I only know the yeah, first I one. Have, I wouldn't have guessed any of those. Yeah. Let's change years. I saw an Easter um thing on here, so let's go with Oh no, Bible. Let's do this one. Bible family feud <laughs> questions and answers with points. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, let's see here. Oh, this will be fun. Name a book of the Bible. <laughs> and I think, um, Dawson, you're first. I'm trying to get in the heads of family feud contestants. Yeah, because this is just people on the street, not necessarily, like, 
people that go to church on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm going to go Genesis. All right. Just keep it simple. Andrew? Hit it with one of the Gospels. Hit me with Mark. All right. Yeah, it was for me, it was either Genesis or like one of the four Gospels. I was going to do John. Okay. Oh, here's a fun one. Name a plague. Either of them are on the board. Name a plague from the book of Exodus. Andrew, you're first. Locust. Let me see. Locust. Number one answer. <laughs> Number one answer right there. Put it on the board, Steve. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> Dawson. Uh, the Angel of Death. Okay, I'm gonna. Which go is the, the first born? I'm gonna need to ask for a clarification from our uh, our resident pastor when we get to the scoring for this one. Um, it's, it's the first born uh, child. Yeah, there's death. a yeah. there's a term on there's a term on here, but I don't. We'll get to it in a second. Um, name a commandment from the Ten Commandments, Dawson. Your first. Thou shall not murder. Okay. <laughs> And Andrew again thinking in the minds of people. <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> Was the Ten Commandments? What? Hurry up! Google the Ten Commandments. Andrew. Name a commandment from the Ten Commandments. And Dawson said, "Thou shalt not murder," which is um, the, which is, I believe, exactly how it's worded. <laughs> thou shalt not steal. All right. That was yeah, that's a that's probably at least number one or two. And then number one answer. Number one answer. Number one answer. Oh boy, I don't Come even know on, if Steve. I, I don't even know if I'd be able to answer this one. That's a tough one. Jesus, oh. Pete. Uh, I'm gonna do a different one. Um, there we go. Since we watched a movie with four women as women as the lead, uh, name a woman. From, name a woman from the Bible. Esther. All right, Andrew. Let me see, Mary. I was about to say, after I said <laughs> Esther, I'm like, Mary is probably the number one answer. I ain't gonna lie, Mary being your first, the first rip was surprising. That took me off, that took me a bit off guard. <laughs> Alright, name a type of baby shower decoration. Uh, rattle was not on the board. Balloons was the number one answer with only ten. I don't know where the rest of the points are, because there's only four listed here. But it's balloons, streamers, flowers, confetti. Just kind of traditional stuff you'd expect. <laughs> Name a book of the Bible. Mark was not on the board, but Matthew what? was on the board. <laughs> it's, it's probably because it's the first book of the yeah, four that, Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's what gonna... would make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Genesis was on the board. That was the number two answer. Uh, the number one answer was Psalms, followed by Genesis, Matthew, Revelation, and Acts. I don't know who's oh. out there listing Acts on the top of their head, but... I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty Nerds. impressive, I guess. Uh, name a plague in the book of Exodus. Locusts was the number one answer. I got you 40 points. Dawson, what is darkness? Is that that one, or was that a different one? That's a different one. That's a different one? Okay. So yeah. I, will, I will take your points away. No one answered uh, the angel of death, shockingly. Uh, Which the, is the final one. Right. You'd think that's kind of the most memorable one. Right? The locust is a very, it's a very stark image, I guess. Uh, the other answers yeah. were frogs, boils, hail. Locust is a very biblical uh, visualization, True. too, I feel like. Yeah. Like, you always hear about locusts in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, name a commandment from the Ten Commandments. Uh, you guys knocked it out of the park. You got the number one and two answers of thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal. Good job. 
and then I clicked off my page and I can't. Okay. And the last one, uh, name a woman from the Bible. Uh, Mary was the number one answer. I don't think that should come as a surprise to anybody. But yeah. Esther was indeed on the board, the number three answer. Better be. Yep. And number two was Ruth, who ironically we're talking about our young adult group right now. And then uh, Sarah and Deborah to round it out. I ain't gonna lie. The reason, the reason I, ain't gonna I, lie. I don't know who Deborah. I don't even know who Deborah is off the top of my head. I'll be honest with you. The reason I went with Esther is she's got a book. I True. Mean, yeah, it's a good reason. Book. You got Ruth and you got Esther. Yeah, and that if that under that reasoning, I'm surprised that's why my Esther's not number two. Leaned that way. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Ruth because was number two, wasn't she? Virgin Mary. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. No, I was saying I'm surprised Ruth that's is ahead of Esther, considering that Esther has a book. But yeah, Mary being the number one answer is not, well, not Ruth, surprising. Ruth also. Ruth has a book? Yeah. I haven't read the Old Testament. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with most of those books. All right. You guys successfully got 210 points. So you guys will be ending the episode with a Whoop. W. Good job, everybody. All How right. many did we get? Was it 200 on the dot? 210. 210. I, I'm a, I thought I said it. Maybe I forgot. I think um, I just missed it. Potentially. But yeah, good job. You guys did... Uh, you're, you flexed your Bible knowledge, and that was the difference. So, good job. Yeehaw. All right. Thank you, all of you out there on Listener Land, for joining us for this week's episode. Uh, leave a like um, and a five-star. We don't leave likes, do we? I, I'm in YouTube. Uh, you can. You can? Yeah, you can, you can. You can leave a like on Instagram Okay, yeah, Facebook. Le yeah, leave a like on our social media pages, but give us a follow on the podcast and leave a review, preferably a five-star one on any podcast that has those features. Also, turn on your notifications. We're consistent with the uploads, but in case you just want that extra notification to know for sure that our new episode is up, uh, feel free to ring that bell, I assume. And uh, follow us on Instagram at the.mbn.podcast and on Facebook on the official Nothing But Nonsense podcast page. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Your woo came in. Yeah, he has the woo. I gotta do it high enough and soft enough. <laughs> like a beagle as a puppy. Oh. <laughs>